Welcome to The Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. And I am your host today, Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. And I'm here with our latest member of our team, Liz Ridgway. Hi, Liz. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm I'm. Great. It's sunny today, and I'm happy to uh, be out <laughs> instead of stuck in the rain. Although yes. I was outside in the rain yesterday, um, I, I thought it wasn't going to rain, and then all of a sudden I was outside and it was raining. So kind of kind of stinky. But. Yeah. So what did you do all weekend? Did you do any real estate business? Let's see. What did I do this weekend? Uh, well, yesterday I had my godson's confirmation. Okay. So uh, that was fun. And the weather held mm-hmm. off kind of. I mean, it was raining, but it wasn't that bad. Um, so we had a good day there. We were in Monroe and then we came to Delancey's for oh. the party afterwards. Isn't that um, across, you know, where the kids take their driver test, right? Yeah, yeah, right over there. It used there, to by be the by um, CVS Plaza, yeah. right? They moved. I remember years ago in the CVS Plaza when it was Grand Union, Delancey's before it was Delancey's was called the Brass Candle. I don't know if you remember oh, that, no, but no. I used to hang out there a lot when I was a uh, young woman. That was many years ago. <laughs> no, no, we, uh, I don't know that. <laughs> uh, and then Saturday, I don't know what I did. I think, oh, I had a um, client and then canceled. Uh, the client canceled. Uh, couldn't make it up in time from the city, so um, I thought you were said you said something about Newburgh too. Were you showing properties? Yeah, in we Newburgh? were going to Newburgh oh, and then we okay. didn't go. Oh, yeah. I'm always so worried about going to Newburgh because I don't know my way around, and I'm afraid that I'm going to go to the wrong place. It's hard in the city, but we were going to the Bombville area. Okay, so it's so more it's spread out, and you know, residential there. Yeah, over there. easier to navigate. Okay, that's good. Um, I this weekend on. It's like every day a new house will come on the market. I'll be taking somebody to see it. It's like we go yeah. see one house at right a time. away too. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to. So on Saturday, I mean Friday, I went and looked at a house with clients, and then Saturday we same clients took them out again to see another house that came on, and I think I've shown them about twenty five houses, and finally we have an accepted oh, offer. Oh wow, they found the something this weekend. Yeah, it's actually a house that I took them to um, about two or three weeks ago, believe it or not. Really? Had a deal on it right away. The deal fell apart. Okay. And now my clients stepped in. They came back to take a second look at it, and they decided to make an offer, and the offer was accepted. And awesome. Hallelujah. We will probably have a home inspection scheduled, which, you know, everybody thinks that as a realtor or a real estate agent, you, you know, your job is just to find them the house, but it isn't, that's just where it begins. Oh yeah. Finding the house is the beginning. Yeah. Because sometimes they find the house themselves. Yeah. That's you know? true. But it is the after work after yeah. finding the house it's that's keeping really it keeping it together. together. Mm-hmm. You know, getting through the inspection, getting through those issues, if there are any negotiating that part of, um, yeah. of it, then the contract, yeah. there's some things you have to negotiate with them as well. Like, I mean, the attorneys take over from there, but then there, there could be something in the contract that they don't, attorney maybe doesn't understand why the other attorney put it in there. And then you got to go back to that. I'm, I'm dealing with that right now with a house in Washingtonville. Oh it's like back and forth and back and forth. And you're, you're like, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting 
to it do it. It is exhausting, but you know what? We do stay very involved through the whole process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, from that point on, after, you know, you finally get the contract signed, then you've got to get to the, um, to, through the appraisal. Yeah. And then from the appraisal, the mortgage, um, commitment. Yeah. And then the conditions to the commitment yeah. so that you can clear to close. And it's a lot of, a lot of yeah, steps. And then there's stress between people in the, in the midst of the whole thing. And yeah. you know, they, they're it's getting emotional. stressed with their mortgage broker. They're getting stressed with their attorney. They're getting stressed with the buyer or the seller, you know, with each other. Yeah, it, Because it just... there's dates you have to stay in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on talking about this this morning, but, um, it's true. This is, you know, I, as I was saying, working with these buyers, we finally found the house after four months, and now this part begins, and it's another long process. But Right, yeah. Anyway, so today, I think we are going to talk about um, something we've talked about a little bit before, but we're going to just do it again because it's an important topic, is fair housing. Yes. And then uh, we'll probably get into, if we have some time, um, a little bit about selling or renovating. And I'll explain why I wanted to do that when we get to that point. But um, I was joking with Liz, should I stay or should I go now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's a question that's been asked of me by a potential um, people listing or buyers. They're not sure what to do, but we'll get to that. Yeah, that song um, does play in your head when people are deciding on what they're... Should I stay or should yeah. I go now? Yeah. And my, my husband was funny because I was telling him what we were talking about. He's like, you mean like Love It or List It on HGTV? I'm like, yeah, sort of like that. How come they always <laughs> love it? How come they always stay with their house? I don't know. The funny thing is, considering the fact that I am a realtor, I laugh because I always am like... Love it, love it, love it. I yeah. don't want them to list it because yeah. they now the house looks beautiful. Oh, I know. Could you imagine having all that work done to your house? You're like, why am I moving? Exactly. No, Who wants I don't to know. pack up now? Now that you spent all that money, I mean, I always wonder, like, somehow those houses are always worth more oh, than yeah. what they put into it. I don't understand how that happens because that's not either. always the case. And her budget? How does she do all that in that budget? <laughs> Come on. It is a television show. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that's so funny. You know, Liz, before we get into this, I don't know. I wasn't here last week and I kind of was listening to the show because I was in the middle of doing things. Uh, did you tell everybody like a little bit about yourself? Um, I don't remember because it was like a whirlwind. I didn't even know I was so coming on until a couple days before. Why don't you do that? But... Like you're from the Goshen office and you've been doing yeah. real estate for how long? Um, I've been licensed since 2004. So 14 okay. long years. <laughs> been very long. Uh, it's a I, lifetime. It is. Well, I started when And it's Abby... a lifestyle. It is. When my daughter was in kindergarten, halfway through kindergarten, I got my license and she's okay. now a sophomore in college. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Cause I started when my daughter was two and now she's yeah. in college too. They're, we just realized they're the same age. And, um, I can remember bringing her into the office with her little, like, you know, she yeah. would dress up to come into the office cause she always liked to play dress up <laughs> and my kids grew up with it. Yeah. So like they've, you know, gone with me uh, on, on a showing if they've had to oh, yeah. when they were little. Oh, it, yeah. it's, it, it does, it is a lifestyle. Like it I, is. how often did I say to them, Hey, I have an appointment on Saturday, so I'll be at your game as soon as my appointment is done or yeah. whatever. And right. it just, you know, they get used to it. They know that sometimes you're going to leave at dinner time to show a house. Mm -hmm. It becomes 
um, just the way we live. Yeah. Well, they say you make your own schedule, but you really don't because you are at the mercy of people and their schedules. Right. You know, I kind of have to accommodate. I can't go out until seven o'clock when I get home from work. So, you know, you're out at night and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Abby will never be a real estate agent. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, please don't take me to another house. You know, when she was really little, she was like, not again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my daughter doesn't like the um, the uncertainty of things. She likes things to be you know, certain, like she needs, she has a schedule. She likes to follow the schedule and, and this job, you can't necessarily do that. You'd go insane if you tried to. So 14 years and you work in the Goshen office. I do. Yeah. I was in the Central Valley office for a number of years. Um, but I moved to the Goshen office. um, That's the Rand, uh, Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in Goshen on Canal Street there. Um, and, uh, I've been there for a little over a year now, I think. And, uh, I moved personally from Monroe to the Goshen area. So it was, you know, why am I going to drive all the way to Central Valley? Like, that's such a big commute. <laughs> but seriously, the when you got to run drive in, to New York City are laughing at you I right know, now. I know, but when you got to run in and make some copies or whatever, I always found myself running to Goshen now because it was just that much more convenient. I said, you know what? I'm just going to switch offices over, which, you know, so that that's working out great. Did you start your career with Rand? I did. Yeah. Okay, I've been so with Rand been... the whole time. I left for a short period of time to work for um, a sales office for a builder. And, okay. um, then wrap that up and then just came back. Okay. So you were with them when they were Prudential? Yeah. Prudential Rand. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. That's when I started with Rand. Before that, I was with um, Century 21 Pet oh, Realty okay. and they actually, the owner there sold the business to a Rand. Okay. And I can remember we were a very successful office um, when when they sold to Rand or even before they sold to Rand, whenever we had a question, because we were small, there was only about 10 agents there. Whenever we had a question about how to do things, I remember our um, the owner and manager, she would be like, how do, how do they do it at Rand? <laughs> right. So it was a natural transition, I think, when she sold the business to them. And I remember them coming in and telling us that, you know, they were taking over. And the only thing that we, all of us remembered, we were, like I said, a small company was that they had a sign guy and they were like going to oh, put yeah. up our signs. Cause we were putting up our own signs at that point. And I was like, sign guy, this is like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it is great. Who wants to be out there hammering a sign? Look, I can't even plant like a rose bush. There's so much rock around here. Can that sign in the ground? Forget it. <laughs> it's very funny. Very, very funny. So we're probably going to take a break in a minute. Um, but I, so when we get back, we will get into the um, fair housing. All Perfect. right. Be right back. Hi, this is Veronica Daugherty, a licensed real estate agent for 12 years with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Although based in Warwick, I also serve Orange, Sullivan, and Ulster counties. My primary goal is to ensure that your home buying or selling experience is successful, meets your needs and desires, and is stress-free. For more information, visit veronicadaugherty.randrealty.com or call 845-544-5807. 
Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Mike Abramson, your house doctor from All Dry USA. Tune in every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. where I'll prescribe the right remedy for mold, fire, and water damage and preventative maintenance for your home on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hey guys, this is Gary host of the NBA show. Tune in Saturday afternoon from 12 to 2 to hear the only show for NBA geeks and diehard fans, the NBA show on 93.5 FM and 1110 AM WTBQ. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your Welcome back to The Real 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 Estate Show on WTBQ Radio, worth listening to. And I forgot to give out our phone number earlier, but it is 845-651-1110. And if you have any questions about real estate, please give us a call. We'll be happy to try to answer any questions that you may have. And um, we are going to talk about fair housing. We just finished fair housing month in the month of April. So we've kind of been... Uh, getting this drilled into our brains. As we do, we are required to take a fair housing course. Is it every two years or four years? I can't remember. It's I, think it's two. I think it's two. Two? Fair housing is two, and then four years for agency? No, it's the other way around. Code of ethics. Code of ethics is every two years, right? Yeah. And then um, fair, fair housing is every four years, okay. yeah. So, um, you know, we do get this drilled into our our head because it is a um, it's a problem in yeah. some cases. I mean, I don't know about the real estate community so much today, but at at some point it was. And we've talked about our code of ethics, and one of the things that we um, have to do is uh, is go abide by these fair housing rules. All right. So I'm gonna let Liz uh, take it from here. You um, you pulled some facts for us. Yes, I pulled some facts. Um, like Grace said, April is Fair Housing Month, but you know you can never uh, hear about this too much. Um, okay, but before we get into this, oh. I just found out that we have a call. It's actually from Taylor Sterling, and I think she has some kind of an announcement that she has to make. I do. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Taylor. How are you? I am great. I happen to be uh, live and in person with Annie Rabbit. Hi. We just had an announcement right here in the middle of Goshen on the platform, and she is running for Senator Bonasek's seat, and it was a rip-roaring applause. And oh, wonderful. Everybody Great. is uh, very happy because, you know, I don't know any human being that doesn't love Annie Rabbit. And, <laughs> and she also is probably the best qualified for that position of anyone. So I think it's going to be a fantastic campaign, and everybody's really thrilled to have her running for this office. And she has a, a deputy uh, who's right under her who's a fabulous lady. Hopefully, uh, she'll become the next uh, county clerk. So it all looks good. It sounds good. Yeah, people get out there and vote this year. It's important that we get 
you know, great leadership, and Annie is definitely great leadership. So thank you for letting me take a minute out of your Sure. Your Congratulations show. to Annie, and I wish her well, and I, I hope that everything does go, you know, perfect for her, and, and she gets um, elected, and, and she really helps us out here in our county. Oh, well, she will definitely be helping, that's for sure. So thanks so much. All right, thanks, Taylor. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so we are back. You heard that exciting news from the village of Goshen that Annie Rabbit now is going to be running for Senator uh, John Bonasick's seat that he is, um, I guess he's retiring. Mm. Yes, he is retiring. He's retiring at this point. So she's going to be running for that seat. So congratulations to her and good luck. All right, so okay. let's get back to our uh, fair housing facts. Yes, yeah, so fair housing. So uh, April is fair housing month, and I know it's May, but we're going to go over it again because <laughs> it's important. It's very important. Um, so uh, fair housing was enacted in uh, April of 1968, April 11th. And um, this year, actually, since it was uh, 1968, it was the 50th anniversary of fair housing as well. So um, you know, that was a big, uh, a big deal this year. And, um, you know, basically, um, you know, all realtors are committed to upholding the fair housing throughout the year. Um, you know, April um, just brings it back to us what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be behaving and acting and following the law. So um, it was uh, enacted to address inequities in the real estate industry um, and discrimination um, mainly. So um, basically, the... Um, Fair housing um, law, uh, everybody needs to follow um, it. I'll tell you who put it into uh, law. So I'll read from my copy here. Um, and then we'll so, talk about who the protected classes are. Yes. In uh, April of 1968, 102 years after the first civil rights legislation, that's how it all started with civil rights, uh, one week after the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, Junior President Lyndon B. Johnson signed into law the Civil Rights Act of 1968, which is known as the Fair Housing Act. And Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination in the sale, rental, and advertisement of residential dwellings, the sale, rental uh, of advertised uh, dwellings, which uh, that was just another bullet point, brokerage service, the appraisal of real estate, and the real estate loans and purchases. So the original Fair Housing Act of 68 defines certain classes of people uh, and those protected classes um, are This race. is from 1968. Yeah, it's because it's been now. updated. Uh, yes, it, it's like a, it changes, obviously. Yes, it's like a living uh, document. Race, religion, national, national origin, and color. And color. Now, uh, like Grace said, they've had um, additional protected classes that have been added on sex is one disability or handicap and familiar status is another. And then there's, you know, more that have been added since then as well. So the advertising aspect of it is um, interesting too, because you are not allowed to say certain things in your advertising ads. You are not allowed to um, leave anybody out um, or it's interesting zone too. in. Some of the things that you would think, would not be um, a problem to say are a problem to say. Yes. Like, um, you know, to say something like great family neighborhood, we can't say that. No. 
And some of our clients are saying, you know, why isn't that, you know, I was reading the, you know, um, ad that you put in or the uh, verbiage you put in for my listing. It says nothing about, you know, our neighborhood here and how we have all these kids in the neighborhood and it's great family atmosphere here. Can't say it. We can't say that because we can't discriminate on familio, familio. (laughs) Familio. Do I sound like I'm Italian? Familio. Hilarious. You say it. Hilarious. Familial. <laughs> it almost sounds the same as I said it. Yeah. But that's the status of a family. So you can't, we, we can't advertise that kind of thing. Um, you cannot mention that there are houses of worship close by to a home. Right. We're not allowed to say that because that would be um, religion. Um some of the other things we can't say. Um, great Italian neighborhood. Yeah, no. Definitely can't say that. Can't say, um, you know, Polish bakery. You know, yeah, you, you can't cannot. say those kinds of things because it's it's considered discrimination. Actually, if we type that in while we're putting it into the MLS, we're going to get flagged on certain words. And they're going to say, you know, review what you're putting in there um, because it might flag... Um, a violation, fair, fair housing violation. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know you have to be so careful about it, and sometimes they're innocent. Sometimes they're not so innocent. Um, you can't you you can't send out um, advertising for certain areas to specific only specific neighborhoods, like um, like. I'll say Italian because I'm Italian, so I'm going to say that. But um, I couldn't like go to an Italian neighborhood and say, "Oh, there's an Italian neighborhood here that maybe these people would want to move to." So I could not, I could never say anything like that if I was advertising, right? Especially solely, you just can't go. Right, I could do. I could say, you know, I could send um, advertising to a neighborhood that I think those people might want to move over there. But then I also have to advertise other places too. I can't just specifically advertise to one group of people. Right. And you can't say that group in your advertising. I can't only advertise to people with children. Right. Exactly. So what are, talk, let's talk about these protected classes a little bit again. Right. So basically this is what you can't do. Um, can't say the following actions you can't And I'm talking about us as agents and brokerages, Um, but it also falls to people who don't um, list with brokerages. Let's say they're going to be a for sale by owner. They do have some um, limits on what they can and can't do. I didn't didn't realize that. Yeah, they do. There's there's some exceptions to the rules. So um, let's just say in the sale um, and rental of housing. No one can take any of the following actions based on race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familial status, or handicap. You cannot refuse to rent or sell housing, refuse to negotiate for housing, make housing unavailable, deny a dwelling, set different terms or conditions for privileges for sale or rental of a dwelling, provide different housing services or facilities, falsely deny that housing is available for inspection, sale, or rental. Uh, You can't for profit persuade owners to sell or rent. That's blockbusting. And you cannot deny anyone access to or membership in a facility or service, such as a multiple listing service related to the sale or rental of housing. So 
very specific. Everything needs to be open to everybody. You can't be denying people uh, the right to own or rent uh, property. And that also flows through through the mortgage lending. No one can, uh, they can't take any of the following actions based on race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familial status, or handicap. Is it age part of that too? In mortgage lending? Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to be 18 years old to apply for a mortgage. Right, but if you're 65 and you don't have a job, as long as you have the income to support it, yeah. you can still, yeah. they can't deny you because no. of that. No, uh, because you can be 65 and take out a 30-year mortgage. They can't right. say, we're only going to give you a 15-year or 20-year. Right. You can apply, definitely, and cannot be uh, denied. denied. That. Um, so age is something in, in the mortgage lending. But they say you can't refuse to make a mortgage loan refuse to provide information regarding loans, impose different terms or conditions on a loan, such as different interest rate points or fees, if you're a specific race, color, national origin, religion, sex, it all comes back to that. When it comes to that, the only color that matters is green. Absolutely. Right? And that you've got you, the money, you can get, you should be able to get the loan. Yeah, that you fall into the guidelines, the lending guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what you have to um, fall into, the guidelines. Doesn't matter if you're a woman, a man, black, white, as long as you fit within the lending criteria guidelines, that's all they're supposed to be looking at. Um, you can't discriminate in appraising a property, refuse to purchase um, a loan, or set different terms or conditions for purchasing that loan. And then it says, in addition, it's illegal for anyone to threaten, coerce, intimidate, or interfere with anybody exercising a fair housing right or assisting the others who exercise that right. Advertising, uh, advertise or make any statement that indicates a limitation of preference. So this is in your advertising. You cannot make statements and, and limit it to a preference based on a race, a color, a national origin, a religion, sex, familial status, or handicap. This prohibition against discriminatory advertising applies to single family and owner-occupied housing that is otherwise exempt from fair housing. And we'll talk about some exemptions later. Okay. It's, it, it, I don't think people realize how important it is. I mean, if I had a landlord say to me that I only want people that, you know, fit into a certain category to live in, in an apartment that they're renting, I... The first thing I would say to them is, I'm sorry, I can't represent you anymore because that is a, a violation of fair housing. And I, I, I can't do that, Liz. You can't do that. No. None of us can do that. No. And we're realtors. licensed real estate salespeople with the state of New York. Mm -hmm. uh, and our brokerage is as well. It's a licensed brokerage with the state. And there are laws, these fair housing laws and others uh, that we need to adhere to. I think to. in New York State, we added another protected class. It's there are more protected classes. I didn't write them all down today, um, but there are other, um, the LBG uh, community. Yeah, gender identity yeah, is gender another identity. Yeah. protected class in New York. Now. Yeah. It's not in the whole country, but in New York it is. Yeah, and so they've been adding to it. Like I said, this is like a living document. They add to it and make changes as... We change. And this is what we're talking about today. The fair housing laws are federal laws. Yes. Federal fair housing. New York has its own, but this is federal law throughout the entire country. Correct. Um, and it was with good reason that in yeah. 1968 it was enacted because there was some real dis uh, disparages about what um, 
people well, were allowing to happen. It was born from the civil rights movement mm-hmm. um, and people were being discriminated against. And there was a lot of fear mongering with this blockbusting and everything. These people are moving into your neighborhood. Um, you know, get out while you can still, you know, get money for your homes. Um, so that that had to be squashed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, um, right? Yeah. So I'll just finish up this advertising bit and then we'll uh, we'll say the exemption. But it, it sort of parallels things that might be happening today. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can't believe it in this day and age that this is kind of this could be going on. All right. We're going to be right back in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. This is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old fashioned service. Visit randrealty.com for more information. Hi, this is Dan Castricone, host of the Dan Castricone Radio Show every Thursday from 12 to 1. We'll talk some politics, have guests, current events, always lots of fun. Thursdays, 12 to 1 on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Alan Fernandez. Join me at the Jazz Getaway with Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and Duke Ellington and more every Sunday at 7 p.m. on WTBQ. WTBQ Cloudiness this morning will give way to some sunshine as we work away into the afternoon. Our high in the upper 60s to lower 70s. Tonight, clear skies and heading into the mid-40s. Now, tomorrow, we have high pressure building into the area that will stay with us through the middle of the week. So a lot of sunshine with a high just across 70. Fair to partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low in the mid-40s to around 50. And for Wednesday, it should be mostly sunny. It does turn warmer in the afternoon, mid to the upper 70s. I'm Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I am your host, Grace Warren, from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in Warwick, New York. And I am here with my newest associate. Um, I say newest associate. I mean just on the radio. I've known Liz now for for a few years. So she's not new to Rand at all. We talked about that. How are you doing, Liz? Good. I'm doing good. Uh, Liz Ridgeway from the Goshen office, uh, Better Homes and Gardens, Rand Realty. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about fair housing and um, some of the things that we can and cannot say as, um, as far as realtors are concerned, what we can right. do. And you were going to talk about a little bit more about the advertising, just a little bit more. Yeah, we're going to wrap up on the advertising and then just say uh, what some of the exemptions might be to the fair housing laws. Okay. Uh, so basically, uh, the Federal Fair Housing Act states that publishers and advertisers are responsible under the act 
for making, printing, or publishing an advertisement that does not violate the Fair Housing Act on its face. Thus, they should not publish or cause to be published an advertisement that on its face expresses a preference, limitation, or discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, or national origin. So there's a lot of no-nos you cannot put in writing into your advertising, (laughs) especially if you are licensed. Um, But we've got some exceptions to the rules for advertising, of course. And one of the exemptions, uh, everybody knows uh, what for sale by owner is or FISBO. Or for for rent by owner, too. Or for rent by owner. Um, They're not going to use a brokerage. You know, um, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner want to list the house themselves out to the general public and um, handle the process. So um, an example of an exemption from the fair housing is that a single family housing sold or rented without the use of a broker, if the owner does not own more than three such single family homes at one time. So we're not talking about a developer, an investor, investor who has a multitude of properties that they're putting out to market this is their, or this is their business. They rent, they do a lot of rentals. Right. Right. So think of somebody with, Oh, they own buildings. They own a housing development, uh, anything like that. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Mr. Or Mrs. Homeowner who have one property, whether it's the one they live in or, um, an investment property that they've owned that they want to put out to market. Um, they don't have to follow all the rules and regs of this, uh, fair housing. Um, and it's buildings that have no more than four units. Right. So the act exempts owner-occupied buildings with no more than four units. So you can't be in a six-family house, um, you know, multifamily house and not have to follow the fair housing. Anything with four units or less. And So the, if you're in a duplex, that yeah, that is you okay. You could definitely do that because you're, that homeowner's living next door to this person that's going to be buying or renting. And they say, I'm living in this, this home. I'm not going through a brokerage. I want to be ultra picky about who I want living as my next door neighbor next to me. By law, they can do that. So the Fair Housing Act and most state and local fair housing laws, because like Grace said, fair housing is federal. Federal, um, But there are local fair housing laws specifically exempt. Um, so they exempt religions and organizations that provide preference to members of its own religion. That exemption applies unless the religious organization discriminates in its membership based on race, color, or national origin. So there's a fine line with that. But what it's saying is you can be um, a religious organization who wants to be preferential, but you can't do that if you're a religious organization who exempts membership based on race, color, or national origin. So they are not exempt from the fair housing laws. Very um, big point right there. There's limited exemptions, Mm -hmm. very limited. So we have a couple of questions here. Um, They're just like Q&A kind of questions uh, that some people maybe would have that, you know, typical questions that you would have. So, yeah. So these are some scenarios, you know, that we might be asked people are asking, um, 
to fair housing, can I or can't I? So here's here's a question. I'll read the question. And this is coming from uh, New York State Association of Realtors General Counsel. Yes. And um, uh, that we're getting, you know, the questions are going to them and, and these are the answers that they've come out because these are typical questions that Liz or I or any other agent may get. Right. And they put this out there have. because, again, you know, it's a busy market right now. It's a spring market. This is the 50th anniversary of fair housing. Um, so they just want to bring back to everybody what is... Uh, fair housing, what's why allowed this, and what isn't. Yeah, why we're doing it to begin, to begin with. So here's a question. I represent a property owner who wants to rent his vacation home in New York. Now, remember, we're, we're talking, uh, this is uh, through brokerages and through uh, licensed real estate agents or realtors. Mm-hmm. Um, I represent a property owner who wants to rent his vacation home in New York. He slash she does not want to rent to a tenant with children because the home is not childproof. And he or she does not want to risk having some of the priceless sculptures damaged or destroyed by children. Is this legal? So, is it? Mm, no, it's not. It's not legal. So, let me read to you the answer. It says here, no, under the New York State Realist, Real Property Law, it is unlawful for building apartment houses and mobile home park owners to refuse to rent or to discriminate in renting to persons having children or to incorporate any clause or provision in a lease requiring tenants to remain childless or to not bear children. Exemptions from this anti-discrimination law apply to federally subsidized, insured, or guaranteed housing units for senior citizens. So that's an exemption. Um, One or two family-owner-occupied dwelling houses or mobile homes or mobile home parks exclusively for persons 55 years of age or older. Uh, Furthermore, if a client expresses that they intend to discriminate on the basis of a tenant having children, you are obligated to advise him or her that you are in violation of the law and that if they refuse to stop attempting to discriminate, you must terminate your relationship with him or her. If you fail to terminate your relationship with him or her, and you are knowingly acting as an agent for him or her, and and they continue to act in a discriminatory behavior, you are also liable in a discrimination lawsuit. So that is, that's where, why we can't, we can't do it. I mean, we just can't. Yep. Um, here's another question. My client wants me to list their property and in the advertisement, they want me to indicate that the property is located in an area rich with cultures of many people. Since this would not be a statement meant to deter certain purchasers, is it a fair housing violation? Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, you may not think so, but yes, a general rule is to describe the property and not the tenant, purchaser, seller, owner, neighbor, etc. Wording describing a person uh, or a group of persons, community or neighborhood is likely to express discrimination if reference is made either directly or indirectly to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, or national origin of that person, group, community, or neighborhood. Even if the intent was to attract a person or persons that want to be immersed in many different cultures, it is foreseeable that such a statement could be used by those not wishing to live in such a environment to avoid buying such a property. <laughs> That's surprising, isn't it? Yeah, it is surprising. Because you're acting I mean, like, I knew it, but you know, it's I've open to everybody. <laughs> Please, everybody. It's open to everybody. Everybody can own here. And you just, you can't say things like that. You cannot reference these. It's, 
it's unfortunate that there are people that would read that and be like, I'm not going to live there. Yeah. That's the sad part uh-huh. about it, right? Isn't it, Lurhitz? I mean, I think so. Happens. Yeah, of course it does. Okay, here's another question. My client is the owner-occupant of a two-family dwelling and wants to rent out her other half. We were kind of um, alluding to this before. He told me that he does not want to rent to anybody with a pet, including a service animal. And we all know that service animals are not pets. He claims that he has the right to do so as an owner-occupant under one of the exemptions. Can I discriminate against potential tenants just because the owner also occupies the two family uh, premises? The answer is a clear no. Liz and I cannot discriminate against this. So um, although the owner may believe he falls under the exemption to the Fair Housing Human Rights Law, any exemption applies only to the owner personally in trying to rent out the premises. Okay, not hiring a broker. Right. If they personally try to do... So he would have to rent the place himself. Like, we could not help him. No. So that's... That's that. All right. You want to read this next one? Uh, Yeah. I represent a purchaser that is submitting an offer for a property that borders a group home for disabled adults. Can I tell them that there's a group home bordering the property? No. Advising or notifying prospective purchasers about the location of a group home violates fair housing laws. This would also apply to any protected class living individually in a family setting or in a group home. And then the last one, my client wants me to advertise that he will not accept any public assistance from a tenant to help offset the rent. Isn't there a new law about this? Well, here's the answer. Although New York State has not passed a source of income protection law, many municipalities have. As of January 1st, 2018, the following municipality pro, uh, prohibit discrimination based on lawful source of income. Nassau County, Suffolk County, Westchester County, New York City, City of Buffalo, City of Syracuse, Town of Hamburg, and Town of West Seneca. As each pr- law protecting source of income varies by municipality, licensees are urged to become familiar with their municipality source of uh, income law. So as of today, if someone um, wants to rent your property and they have Section 8 housing, which is... Um, um, financial help for housing, you can decline that. Like you don't have to yeah, order. There's no you don't have law. to put people in there. I will I can tell you from my own personal experience that that would be silly because you're guaranteed your rent. It is guaranteed money. If yeah. you are taking a section eight housing, I have a property. I actually have two properties, one we're selling right now, but that have section eight housing in there and I get my rent every month. Mm-hmm. I don't ever have to worry about it. It always comes. It gets deposited into my checking account. So we are going to take a quick uh, minute for some sponsors and we'll be right back. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. 
Hi, this is Suzanne Dermody, an associate broker at Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office. Whether you are a first-time buyer or relocating or a seller, rest assured your journey will be a memorable learning experience. For more information, please visit my website at suzanne.dermody.randrealty.com. S-U-S-A-N-N-E dot D as in David, E-R-M-I-G-N-Y dot randrealty.com. George Ziola is a mortgage loan originator at Hudson United Mortgage, where you will not have to sacrifice great service for great rates. At Hudson United, George will provide you with one-on-one service you deserve while structuring the mortgage that's best for you. With a wide range of mortgage options at competitive rates, whether it's a conventional mortgage, an FHA, VA, USDA loan, or a renovation loan, George will give you personal service every step of the way and turn your home ownership dreams into a reality. George is licensed in New York and Connecticut and works with over 25 lenders to find you the best deal and one that's customized to fit your budget. George takes the guesswork out of the mortgage process and you will be informed on the progress of your loan every step of the way. George is always available to answer any questions you may have, so what are you waiting for? Contact George now at george.zeolla at hudsonunited.com. Hi, this is Greenwood Lake Mayor Jesse Dwyer, host of the Greenwood Lake Radio Show. Tune in on Fridays at 11 a.m., call in, text in, and learn everything there is Greenwood Lake right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. This is Sister Anna. Listen to The Garden of the Child, a story discussion time with students. Story develops listening skills and imagination. Saturdays at 11.10 a.m. on WTBQ. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your Hello, welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show on WTVQ Radio, worth listening to. And I am here today, Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens Brand Realty. And I'm here with my friend, Liz Ridgway. How you doing, Liz? I'm doing great. Yeah, I, I, there, I guess there was a lot more stuff about fair housing than I even thought about. <laughs> yeah, it's very complicated. I, I didn't think it was going to take us the hour. But um, it, it is, and, and there's just a few more points that we do want to make about it so that people understand that they can report um, any violations that they may they may see or hear in the course of their lives. So, all right, so what do you, what do you got here? So basically, when we were going through some of this material, um, the word obligated to report was in there. And basically, as licensed real estate salespeople, Uh, and brokerages, it's our obligation to report any violation of the law that we see. Um, But the community in general, the um, just general population out there, if you've come into a discriminatory uh, situation where you've been told something's not available um, and later you found out it was or um, people weren't, you know, um, being straight with you about certain things about the the property. Um, you have every right to file a complaint. And uh, I think some people are like, well, you know, it just it is what it is. And I didn't get it. And, you know, oh, well, for us, let's keep looking. But, you know, if there were any violations like the ones we were describing, you can certainly report them. And for our business, um, our profession, enforcement, of these laws are really key to keeping everybody um, on uh, a fair and even um, 
you know, playing heal, field. playing field with, you know, real estate. We're supposed to be able to uh, purchase and be real estate owners and investors of real estate uh, anywhere we want. So um, it's our right. It is our right. And it's everybody's right. Definitely. So take out a pen, a pencil, and I want you to jot down some of this information because this is where uh, and how you report a violation. So you can do something as easy as go into the HUD.gov website um, and I'll just take you through uh, how to uh, go in and make a report. So it's HUD, H-U-D.gov. Yep. And in there you'll see topic areas. Click on that. You'll scroll down to housing discrimination, click on that, and then click on file a housing discrimination complaint. This will take you to a form that you fill out. You'll get an email message that they received a complaint and it'll be reviewed and then you'll get something in the mail to fill out and send back. So you can just go to hud.gov and go through those um, those uh, scenarios I, I brought you through to get to the uh, housing file a housing discrimination complaint. Uh, we said that fair housing was a federal law, but that we also have um, New York state laws. You can call the attorney general's office at 1-800-771-7755 or go to their website at ag.ny.gov or send an email to civil.rights at ag.ny.gov. And in New York, we have a human rights division of New York State. Uh, we have a human rights division uh, or a human rights commission of the county, but this really falls under the human rights division of New York State. You would call their housing unit specifically at 718-741-2927. That's 718-741-2927. And you explain how you're being discriminated against. Uh, it needs to be uh, within a year of the violation taking place. So easy enough uh, to go ahead and report anything you feel is discriminatory. Mm -hmm. Yep. So now that we've gone through all that, if you have any questions about any of that, you can certainly give myself or Liz a call. Liz, you want to give out your cell phone number? Sure. Uh, my cell is 845-629-3442. And my cell number is 845-742-4361. You can always call our office numbers, talk to um, to us or any of the other agents that are there if you have any questions. And the number for my office is 845-986-4848. And yours is what? Do you and know? I don't know because I never call my office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can look it up. I don't. Yeah. It's the Goshen office on Canal Street. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I don't even know it. Your number. <laughs> I never okay. tell anybody to call Sometimes the office. Sometimes when I call, I... I, um, I say the um the radio station number i say my home number yeah because <laughs> it's a 651 number too right, right. so I, i'm surprised no one's called me on that number <laughs> i never answer it anyway i'm never there no nobody answers anyway if you we have a couple more minutes if anybody has a question they can give us a call at 651-1110 but um we'll just talk about a couple of the things that are happening um this next weekend and i saw this really cool thing in orange magazine it's called the Wild Edible and Medicinal Plant Walk. Doesn't that sound like fun? It's, it, it it's at the Moonbeams Preserve, which is at 219 Prosperous Valley Road in Middletown. And it's being put on by the Orange County Land Trust. And 
It's from uh, 10 to 12. So that's on Saturday. That sounds like so much fun. I mean, maybe some people think I'm a nerd, but my daughter and I love to go out foraging and especially she does. I I mean, she goes out and picks all kinds of stuff and tells me to cook it last weekend. She came home for a day or two over the the last week when her classes were ending before she started exams and she was outside picking dandelions and she made some um simple syrup with dandelions oh, that's neat yeah, yeah. you make tea with that and stuff too yeah. right and she's she's planning on she was like where in the yard is there no pesticides because i'm going to go pick up all the dandelions or i'm going to make dandelion wine now this is her new thing so she thinks she's going to be doing that but she would absolutely love doing this uh plant walk i think it sounds like a lot of fun hopefully if the weather is nice that would be great um the other thing that i saw is at um museum village and museum village is having model a ford day which a lot of people are bringing their old antique cars to and that's kind of an exciting thing for some people at 11 to 4 and um, I'm not sure. I, I know that there's um, there's probably a ton of communions and stuff this weekend. Too. Oh, so yeah. you went to a confirmation, right? Yep. I was just at my godson's confirmation this past weekend. And there were communions also going on Saturday, I think, um, at some of the churches. Yeah, there's so much stuff going on this time of year. It's it, it you know it's so busy for everybody. My daughter is finishing up school. She's going to be coming home. Actually, I have to go to Troy later on to pick her up. And load all of her stuff up. She has a car, but she can't fit all of it in her car. So um, you have something else over there you want to? I do, uh, actually. Um, I volunteered at the Arboretum recently. I love um, that place. Yeah. And I wish I could have stayed volunteering, but my schedule got crazy, especially with all that snow and the bad weather. And I was mm-hmm. wanting rescheduling people and everything. But anyway, they have a plant sale every year. And this is what keeps the Arboretum going. They use the plant sales to keep the Arboretum. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they make their money. So the annual plant sale for the Arboretum is May 12th. That's uh, Saturday, right? Yeah. And May 19th um, and May 26th, final day. All sale days are from 10 a.m. to 2.45 p.m. It's at the Orange County Arboretum, which is at the Thomas Bull Memorial Park. Uh, it says 41 Grove Street off of Route 416 in Montgomery. Um, those ladies put in a lot of hard work they in that do. hot greenhouse or greenhouses that they have there. And uh, not just ladies, ladies and guys, they're, they're both. Um, and they do a great job and they take them from little, uh, little plugs and they uh, make beautiful baskets and arrangements, and um, you should really support this. It's really a, a lovely place. Do they place. sell perennials? Yeah. Cool. I love that place. I've gone to it in the summertime. I've yeah. gone to it in at Christmas time. They had a beautiful dis- light display there this past Christmas. I, I I love it. And if anybody hasn't gone there before, when you pull in, there is like an electric gate, mm-hmm. and you just drive your car right up to the electric gate, and it opens up. So the whole thing is all fenced off, obviously, to keep out critters. Yeah, sometimes you might feel like, oh, there's a gate up. I, am I supposed to? Go, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, they have to do that it's because open to the, public. the deer will just, you know, yeah. that would be like the ultimate salad bar for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, next week we'll do a little bit about selling and versus renovating. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.